Hey everybody, this is Life Paranormal, I'm V. Thank you so much for stopping in. Hope you guys are doing well and you're staying safe out there. My hope is that you guys continue to be cautious and take care of yourselves. Thank you so much to all my new followers and my new listeners. If you are new to the show tonight and this is your first time listening in, to my podcast show. I really hope that you guys enjoy the episode tonight. I have something great planned. Uh, All of my returning listeners, thank you so much. Um, I'm grateful and I'm appreciative of you for coming back. And it's because of my new and my returning listeners that my show's doing good. So thank you guys. I really appreciate it. If you want to continue to support my podcast, Life Paranormal with me, I did join the Twitter world. So go ahead and follow my account. It's at VLifeParanormal. Follow me for news and for updates on the show. It's great, guys. And if you want to hear my appearance on Monday night on David Taylor's podcast show, uh, he's a host of Mysteries of the Paranormal. Guys, he's great. I've listened to his stuff already. His episodes freaked me out. It's such a cool show. He's having an open mic night on Monday, like I said, at 987 Central. If you want to listen in, go to realmofdead.podbean.com and listen in. It's great. I really hope that you guys go on there and support me. Not only that, but support David's show as well. And David, if you're listening, I can't wait to be on the show, man. So, quickly, let's do a recap of what episode 3 was all about, guys. We spoke about how my gifts as a young medium started to surface more rapidly and grow in intensity. I started seeing a lot of full-figured apparitions. I saw my second full-figured apparition in my aunt's home in her bathroom of a woman who had a severe head wound and was just completely bloody all over. And I spoke about how much it scared me to um, visit that home until I conquered my fears. And I started to begin to harness a little bit of my ability. I, I did not know how to shield myself or protect myself, but I was starting to become a little bit more familiar with Um, my gifts as a medium and an empath. So the clairvoyance also started where I was able to see a lot of past events and also a little bit of the future. And it started, like I said, at that age, it became more apparent when I was about seven. So in that home that I was speaking of, actually, um, my aunt's home. She lived there with my cousins and they also experienced things in that home. So I wanted to bring on my cousin Renee tonight. So he is our guest star. We're going to bring him on soon. I want him to just recount what he's gone through personally there and what he sensed and felt there and seen. So, you know, a lot of what 
happened to me in my childhood, I know has happened to so many people and it's probably still happening to you. Um, so we're going to talk about these events of hauntings and spirits. We're also going to talk about the legend of La Llorona. And she is known far and wide already. There's a movie out about it, but I want to talk about what I know and what I've seen. So I want to go ahead and take a quick little break. We're going to go ahead and bring Renee on when we come back and go ahead, get comfortable guys, settle in because we're going to come back and tell some ghost stories. All right. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm so excited to bring on my guest, who's my cousin, Renee. Renee, say hi. Hello. Hello, everyone. I want to briefly tell you guys about the history of the home that Renee lived in. And this is a home that we were just speaking about, the one where I experienced that full uh, body apparition of that woman. So... A little bit of digging and I found out that first of all it was a homestead back in 1907 um, after that you know the home has been there for so long and in the 1970s there were so uh, well-known architects that worked and built many of the homes that were there and the structures are beautiful there the style is Moroccan uh, Spanish Italian Mexican um, early Californian architecture. Um, people like Elizabeth Taylor, um, Sharon Stone have had properties in that El Encanto neighborhood here in Tucson. So it's a historic neighborhood. Um, it also had a resort right next to it. It was actually a conquistador resort, but it was demolished to make room for the Alcon Mall. So if you know what area I'm talking about, you're a native Tucsonan like I am, then I actually did not know that. Did you know that, Renee? Uh, no, I, I, I didn't know that the, the resort was there or that it was a homestead. That's, that's pretty interesting. The, it, right? The fact that, uh, yeah, the, 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 the neighborhood itself, yeah, it's historic. It is you know, uh, to this day, just to, like I you know, mentioned, it's a, it's an affluent neighborhood. Mm -hmm. uh, and like you said, Sharon Stone, yeah, she had her summer home there. Uh, and next to the house when I lived there, and she's, I believe she still lives there, is uh, the infamous Lisa Frank. Lisa Frank, who, yes. you know, big in the 90s with her, you know, uh, bright colors and trapper keepers and mm -hmm. pencils and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. That was uh, our neighbor at the time. And I think I want to say she still lives there. That's, I remember and I remember yeah. wanting to trick or treat at her house, but I just, yeah. we couldn't seem to get in. I don't, did she ever? I don't I, remember I, that. Yeah, we did. I did trick or treat when we trick or in that neighborhood. It was pretty awesome as kids because, you know, you would get full candy bars and, yeah. you know, it was, it was pretty awesome. And, and yes, Lisa Frank uh, did open her home for uh, trick or treating and she gave out, uh, you know, erasers and pencils and, and, you know, her, her Lisa Frank goodies and also candies. That is the coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. and, and so, you know, we're talking about the historical history, but talk about your yeah. history. I know that you lived there for several yeah. years and 
Yeah. I was just talking to my listeners in the last episode about some of the, you know, eerie feelings you would experience when you would just be in the home. Can you tell us, please, you know, what you have experienced or anybody else, your your family that lived with you, what they also experienced? Yeah, so we lived in this home. Um, I want to say we moved in in late 95, maybe 90, early 96. Uh, and, and I was uh, about eight, eight or nine uh, at the time. Uh, and it was me, my brother, and my mom that moved into this house. Uh, the Just to kind of put into context the, the, the layout of that house, it is spread up into two different wings. Uh, uh, you know, a west wing of the home. There's a courtyard separating the east wing of this home. And we lived, we occupied the west wing. In uh, the left was a small business that uh, that operated out of there. Mm-hmm. And they were there, you know, Monday to Friday, 8 to 5 type deal mm-hmm. um but in this side where we lived um my brother and i shared a room and in this room it was a uh you know they're pretty large rooms for for this home and it was sort of a master uh, kind of planned room where it had its own bathroom it had its own walk-in closet uh that my brother and i shared my brother's four years older than i um and so in this space and and you could probably remember Mm -hmm. uh, you walked into our bedroom and to the right was another door that you could access the walk-in closet which was just a a wall line full of um i guess you would call them french door type doors right like closets with like wooden slats and then in the middle of that i guess i get i think at the end there was like a vanity right there was like some sort of like little sitting vanity and then to the left was the bathroom with yeah. a stand-up shower and the you know everything of a bathroom um mm-hmm. but in this space in in the showering or or um you know using the bathroom it, you would always feel that there was someone in there Ugh, with you. yeah uh, even you know even though there wasn't anyone no. in there mm-hmm. but the, the fact of these these doors alone gave off this feeling that someone was looking at you through yeah. you know just kind of like looking through these blinds and, and, and Ooh, watching you. It gives me the chills. Um, mm-hmm. So so that was the one kind of, you know, we always get this feeling of, of that space in there. Um, but in in the house itself, I mean, you, you always feel that there was something else, you know, presence or something else there. I think, uh, you know, uh, coming home from school and my mom was working and we would come home and, you know, just be in afternoon and, and there. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to the left, you know, in, towards the middle of the, where the courtyard was, was these light, large sliding glass doors yes. uh, with vertical blinds. Mm-hmm. And those vertical blinds, I mean, you know, when you have an air conditioner or a fan going or something, they, they tend to move, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of swaying with that, uh, with the air kind of moving around. Mm-hmm. But sitting there at one point, I remember it just, I looked over because I, I saw them just kind of move, like if someone just ran their hands through, through the, the blinds, like, you know, walking past them. Oh my God. But no one else was there. No one was there. <laughs> no one was there. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so was, yeah, there's a lot of, and, and even family that would come over, I mean, you could, you know, it's like, oh, I, you know, kind of feel like, uh, something's here or something, you know, it's just it always felt like someone was with you. Yeah. Did anybody uh, else even, in, the, in the family, like any of our relatives, while they were sleeping there, have any ex- experiences as well? Have they, t- have they told you? Well, uh, one of the, the, the biggest things that, that uh, we always remember from it was uh, from my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my mom being 
uh, a neat freak, yes. uh, very meticulous in where <laughs> she puts things, what she, what she, you know, how she organizes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she woke up one morning and her coffee mug was set out on the countertop uh, right in front of the coffee maker. Wow. And that's something that does not, you know, everything always has to be in its place before mm-hmm. everyone goes to sleep. The counters are cleared. There's nothing out. Yeah. You know, a clutter is like her, her, her worst enemy. <laughs> um, and so this was, as soon as she woke up, she saw this and it was out of place. Yeah. And um, that to her was, was something like, like who, who did this, who put this out? But another was, uh, and this was in the kitchen, mm-hmm. uh, another thing in the kitchen that happened was um, all of the cabinets were open. Oh, okay. She woke up in the morning, all the cabinets were all open, mm-hmm. drawers open. Jeez. And... To ask us, you know, are you guys playing a game? Are you, you know, were you guys messing around? It's like, uh, no, like we, no, why would we do that? Like, we know, we know you, we know you, yeah. we know that you don't like things <clears throat> a mess or, or things out of place. Uh-huh. So no, it's not us. That's like uh, from straight up out of the Poltergeist movie. You exactly. Know, all, that that's so He's, freaky. Yeah, and and you never felt like this home had a, a negative, you know. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, presence or something that was trying to hurt you mm-hmm. or trying to you know be mean or malicious yes. it was just you know someone that was trying to make their presence known yes mm-hmm. um and again it's interesting you say about the, the history of the house because i never looked to uh, you know when it was built or what it was but you remember the house it, you know the 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 kitchen and, and some of the 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 carpet and stuff like that was really dated yeah. i mean for, for it even being in 90 in the 90s it was you know it was kind of dated yeah, um, it, it was a brick home. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it was it was definitely uh, still you know needed some upgrading. It what was uh, so time. interesting, yeah, about the history when I was researching it is that the architects of that time they designed it. You know, in the 1970s, it, it was like the styles were Spanish colonial ranch style mm-hmm. mission revival, and that's exactly what I remember about yours. It was kind of like yeah. almost. A Spanish colonial mixed with like mm-hmm. you know a ranch. It was each and every one, yeah. each every each and every home in that um, neighborhood is just beautiful and different. But it comes with such um, I think baggage because you you think about it. You know I, I I think of all the people who lived in that neighborhood, their stories, just like in any other. But especially there's something about that neighborhood in general that's so. Um, for me, at least when I drive through there, um, I still feel like this vibration mm-hmm. that it reverberates and, throughout. And, and to think about, I mean, you know, it, for those that aren't in Tucson or know the layout of Tucson, you know, downtown Tucson today was really um, the town. Yeah. It, it, that's really what the, the town was. Mm-hmm. And the outskirts, you know, where, where we're talking about this home was... Yeah really the outskirts at that at that time yeah. when you were talking about the resort and the mm-hmm. conquistador that that was, was really far out i mm-hmm. mean you know talking about not having you know uh, cars and and all that when when things were run with you know horses and all that like this was probably at that point or at some point really out of town mm-hmm. uh now it's really midtown or it's it's right in the center almost of you know i, I would say what it's maybe like five six miles away from from downtown tucson mm-hmm um east so uh yeah i mean there's there's a lot of history around that area and in the areas of um i think south of that is uh capistrano uh uh, yeah the capistrano's Mm -hmm. uh uh, neighborhood and then uh there's sam hughes 
area, which is just uh, like north west of there a little bit, mm-hmm. or just west of there, actually. Yes. Um, and, and the University of Arizona. So all of that area is just rich in history. And, and who, yeah, like who knows, you know, um, what's what's gone through there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, this 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 home uh, was definitely, you know, definitely had something something there and, and, and presence. It's something I know I mentioned to you, um, you know, as, as we moved from this home, we lived there for a couple of years. We, we moved out. Um, we moved to another area of Tucson, um, and we've moved a couple of times since then. But uh, every time we would move, we would always have, um, and I was talking to you about this uh, uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. about how there was a bird that yeah. would always um, uh, follow seem to follow us. Mm-hmm. We would follow us to whatever house we were at. And for us, I mean, it could, it could have been any other bird. Yeah. Uh, or a different bird but for mm-hmm. us it was just like we felt that wow it's here you know here it is again we moved and it was it, you know we didn't know if it was a crow or I, it was a, it was a definitely a blackbird yeah um that was kind of moving moving along with us and mm-hmm. and it's like okay is this someone that's watching over us is this someone that's you know uh guarding mm-hmm. us uh it was just always very you know interesting with with us three my my brother and my and my mom myself mm-hmm. something that we would always like oh there he is you know there's there he is again. Your guardian, you know, like watching to, over you. Say hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because when but, I um, when you speak about it, I sense and I'm seeing a raven, because I uh-huh. I do feel it was there to watch over you guys and uh, the spirit bird. You know, the spirit spirit animals in general are some of my favorite to to work with and channel and. You know, the, the raven itself, it's such a mysterious bird. It's from, you know, the realms of spirit world. And I just feel mm-hmm. so connected with it. Wow. And it, they show up all the time, you know. Um, yeah. And I think wow. that you guys were uh, in the midst of it, you know, constantly watching over you guys. I, I don't even, I think that you guys probably didn't even notice that it was around most of the other times, you know. Um, it's hard yeah. for us, you know, we don't really look up and notice things, but, um, I think, uh, we have to. Well, well and, and, <clears throat> and during that time of, of our lives, we, we were really going through, uh, a, 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 a very, not, I wouldn't say traumatic period of our lives, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of shifting, yeah. uh, in our home life. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so there was a lot of there. And, and I think after that, uh, you know, as, as we moved, um, it was something that was prevalent to us when we, we noticed it. Yeah. And it was more, I think, of us just really trying to find the signs of something that's, you know, we're going to be okay. It's going to be better, yeah. you know, uh, and, 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 it, and it always has. And that's why I say of this home, uh, yes, there was, you know, occurrences that happened, uh, things that we cannot explain, but they weren't something that we attributed to being as dark no. or, mm-hmm. or negative or something that's, that's bad. It was just yeah. something that we felt... And someone who was there just mm-hmm. trying to make their presence known. Exactly. Um, but yeah, totally, totally, uh, you know, that, that home uh, was interesting uh, to, to, to go through some of those things. To grow up in. And, you know, we were also, yeah. you know, we were speaking about this yesterday briefly about how, you know, the home, there's uh, across the street, you know, is a synagogue. And I completely yes. put that out of my mind because I have forgotten how long that synagogue has been there. Um, mm-hmm. as you may have known, I was telling you about the, you know, full body figure I saw in your, you know, yeah. your mom's room. And we, I would always sense things. I know my sister would sleep over with 
us there and she would also feel things and she was quite small but she even knew that she felt really like odd and peculiar in some areas of the home like someone was watching her but yeah i don't necessarily think anything bad was there i think it was no. very yeah um loving and sweet um trying to make its presence known as you said yeah. but i think maybe it was someone who lived there yeah. in the past mm -hmm. uh and it was just you know making us known that it was their mm -hmm. home and the lady i know that it scared many people the last time um because i did see her with a head wound you know she was bleeding and it, it just about scared me but wow. i know now that she didn't i felt like her presence had been on that land i don't really feel like it was really connected to the home itself but i do feel that um she, yeah and, that and being a young medium we're like a lighthouse in the dark we attract you know and I, I wasn't at that time shielding myself and i didn't really quite know how to you know put mm -hmm. boundaries up with spirits but uh yeah that home was pretty intense so why don't we take a really quick break because i know that you and i have um another you know story to tell about another haunted home that we grew up in right yes so we will be right back you guys hold on tight take a quick break and come on back Hey guys, thanks for joining us. We're going to get into another uh, home that my cousin Renee and I also frequented a lot. You know, still to this day, this home is uh, very, um, uh, not only the home itself, but the land around it, very haunted, lots of activity. So Renee, do you want to go ahead and uh, give the listeners a little back history about um, our aunt and uncle's ranch? Yeah. Uh, so my uncle and my aunt, uh, bought this property, oh man, I want to say, uh, 70s? man, late, late seventies, mm -hmm. maybe early eighties. And, um, this, this, it was, it's a large amount of, of property, um, just North of, of Nogales in between Nogales and Rio Rico, um, closer to, um, to Rio Rico. Mm -hmm. And it sits along, uh, uh, uh the, the riverbank or the, the Santa Cruz, I think it's the Santa Cruz, right? I, I think it's. I think that's. I what, think it is still the Santa Cruz River that goes all yeah. the way up. Yeah. Uh huh. And so the yeah, so the property goes right along that, and it's a it's a horse uh, horse ranch. And when they first moved in, uh, just had a single home, single ranch home. That over the years, my uncle, who's a contractor, um, has remodeled and mm -hmm. renovated and just mm -hmm. added, and you know. You've seen it from, yeah. you know, back then and where it is now. It's a yep. completely almost different home. Mm -hmm. um, but they also have, um, they built a separate home uh, on the property and have also uh, a manufactured home on there as well, as well as the stables for, mm -hmm. for the animals and horses. Um, but there's always been uh, the, the story of, you know, the vaquero, the cowboy. The cowboy. And, uh, you know, we were here when we were little. But it, it was something that, in fact, uh, you know, would would people would witness more mm -hmm. than frequently. Oh, yeah. You know, we'd have large gatherings there. We'd have get-togethers, New Year's parties, mm -hmm. and birthday parties, and everything that you think of. Yep. Um, and it was always the story of this 
cowboy that would that would show up, and、this、it was he was wearing tr- black in black, tall man、mm-hmm. in black, black trench coat, black <laughs> hat, hat. hat. And、um, I mean, you could talk about when when your sister and and our cousin、oh, yeah. uh, saw saw him. We were having a a, a, a family get together. I'm not sure if it was a reunion or a party、mm-hmm. or、no. a birthday party. I remember、But、it was that night. Yeah. It、yeah. was a reunion. It was a family reunion. I'll still remember that to this day because I, we were all you know dancing and having a good time in the front, but in the back of the of the home, you know where the horses were,、uh, my sister and her cousin were playing, and they came running and they told you know my dad that there was a man that had approached them and he was all in black, scared you know the daylights out of them. They were terrified. So I remember my dad. Getting some, you know, the, some of the other men that were there, my our uncles, and they all like ran over there to try to find and confront this person. There was just like、yeah. absolutely no one there, and、um, I think、uh, that the way my sister described him is exactly how everybody else who has seen him has described him. He's just tall.、Yes. He's just so dark, darker than dark, and he has his hat and the trench, you know, his long coat.、Um, And, and, not, and the thing of it was, is that he wasn't dressed like anyone else who could have been mistaken at this party. Yeah,、uh, it was.、Mm-hmm. It was a very.、Uh, I, I don't know if it was dated, but it was in at it, like the time that they saw him. No one should have been wearing a trench coat.、Exactly. You know,、uh, at at,、uh, at that time.、Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, gals can be you know cold in in certain times of the year, but I think this it, it's always. The description matched. Yeah.、Uh, who my uncle had seen before, or other folks that have visited, you know, friends that said, "Oh, you know, I saw someone, you know,、mm-hmm. kind of far in the distance or something like that."、Um, and to to give a little little background on where this kind of going back on where this property is at,、um, it is、uh, north of the it is north of the the border, Mexico to U.S.、Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say what like fifteen twenty miles from there,、uh, in between.、Yeah. Yeah, in between Ogalus and, and Rio Rico, like I said,、um, and just south of their house,、uh, about a mile and a half south of their house, was an outpost. So, from this area all the way up to Tumacacuria, to back, the history is that there there was、uh, war. There was there was fighting going、Watch、on、that. through this, and this was an area. Yeah, this was an area where you know a lot of the soldiers would travel,、mm-hmm. and so the cowboy is is. Thought to be a soldier,、mm-hmm. uh, and from this area, from their home to about two back to Macacri, which is I would say another what fifteen twenty miles north of their、mm-hmm. home.、Mm-hmm. Uh, this person has been, you know, has been seen. The description of this man、yes. person has been seen at this operation、mm-hmm. in different parts、uh, along the banks of yes, this yes. river.、Mm-hmm. And the the story is is that there's,、uh, you know. Uh, along from from him showing up is that there's a treasure or some sort of lost gold or something. Yes, that's、uh, what along, I heard along this path. Yeah, that's what yeah. I've been told that there is something, a treasure hidden. You know that、mm-hmm. many men lost their lives over you know going to war trying to find this. Lots of bloodshed. Yeah, yeah,、mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, it's totally interesting、uh, home and、uh, along that that whole area. But yeah, I、uh, mm-hmm. I um. You、I told, just remember the.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. No, you told me just recently, like what our uncle had to do as far as like you know telling、yeah. the spirit, like you know, kind of like back off, you know, setting his boundaries up. Yeah. So so 
you know, the, the I think one of the biggest the, the, the last times I was seen was when your your sister and my cousin saw yeah. him at that party. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my aunt happened to be um, across the way um, working, you know, kind of moving some stuff that in storage. And uh, she was she was in 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 the house, in, not their main house, the other. And she looked out the window and saw, you know, who she thought was my uncle. You know, was also a cowboy. Where's the cowboy mm-hmm. at? And mm-hmm. you know, he he. She thought, oh, he's coming in, and she didn't think anything of it, so she's moving stuff around. The door never opened, no one ever came in, and she thought, wow, you know, that's kind of odd. You know, he's why would he, he's just walking out here, nothing. So she opens the door, looks outside, and across the way on their property is the the stables. Yeah. And that, my uncle is way down there. Far all the way. Mm-hmm. You know, far away down there. And, and <clears throat> so she, you know, yells for him. You know, he, he, they finally kind of, you know, make, he, you know, like he's calling her, he, he walks over and he's like, weren't you just over here? Mm-hmm. He said, no. And, and he's like, no, I've been over here. I've been, you know, feeding the horses and doing this and do that. Oof, my gosh. Um, and so man was just completely terrified from that oh, point. Yeah. And, and at mm-hmm. that moment, like, and this was during the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So from that point, my uncle really just kind of banished him off and was like, you know, told whoever this person was, it was like, just leave us alone, you know, um, even at that point, I don't think it was trying to be someone that was uh, trying to, to do anything bad. But I think it, it really uh, terrified her. I think yeah, that, it hit him so, because, you know, that's his wife. That's our, you mm-hmm. know, our aunt. I think that he, he was just like, this is this is my home. You can't cross this. Like, yeah. just like, you know, anybody else, like if a guy would approach your wife or your girlfriend, you're like, hey, back off. <laughs> You know, yeah, and you have yeah, to so. be that way with spirit too. The spirit has to know that, and like there's boundaries, and you know you can't, you cannot cross them. Yeah, and this this happened um, more. I think five more, more than five years ago, mm-hmm. a little bit more. And and since then, they haven't really had any other uh, instances where they've seen him. Yeah, I'm glad. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, still to this day, if I'm I'm out there in, in the dark, I still, oh you know. <laughs> I still, walking, yeah. Walking from the house, maybe, you know, to the other, I, I kind of tend to... You kind of you know, walk, run. And, <laughs> walk, run? Yeah, walk, run. Walk, run. and Because oh it's, it's pretty dark. It's a pretty dark, I pretty dark uh, topic. I wouldn't blame you. You know, there's some things that I've experienced as far as, like, these tall, dark shadow people or seeing, like, male entities that are just so, you know, uh, they give off a different energy, obviously, than the women. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was pretty terrifying grenade well you know what i am so i'm so happy you came on and i appreciate you it takes a lot you know just in general to like come out and tell um a story about your experiences you know it takes a lot so i appreciate you um thank you well i'm gonna get into talking about la llorona so (laughs) i'm actually (laughs) going to introduce the clients to like a story we grew up with as kids Uh right so um i know you have to get going everybody um, if you want to hear more of me and Renee, um, you know, doing another episode together, tweet me, DM me, let me know. Uh, if you have any other questions as far as what we've talked about, let me know as well um, at V Life Paranormal on Twitter. Renee, go ahead and I'll let you go and I'll talk to you later. Thank you for All being right, on I'll the talk show. Later. Thank right. you. Bye. Well, thank you. All right. Bye.
La Llorona, the weeping woman. Now her story has been told for generations in the Mexican culture for so long now and kids and grandkids and great-grandchildren, we've heard all of it and each version because there are different versions and the one that I grew up with is the one that I'm gonna tell you guys about tonight. So the whereabouts of where Maria really lived, um, some people say she did live in Mexico um, in Sonora, um, since in other um, little pueblas or towns in Mexico. Others say she lived here in my home state of Arizona. Now, it's still said that she's been seen all over. There's not just one place she will appear. Um, there's many that say she really likes to be along riverbanks and, um, the way that we were told as children was if we were bad or if we stayed out as, at a certain time late at night that the Yorona would come for us and take us away and it put fear into our hearts very much believe it or not and we believed it 110 percent so Maria was the most beautiful woman in her town and she met and fell in love with her husband. They had two children and she loved her family very much, loved her husband very much. Maria found out on one unfortunate day that her husband was having an affair with another woman. Her rage overcame her, consumed her, and something possessed her to take her children to the river and drown them, murdering them. Maria coming to and realizing what she had done, screaming at the top of her lungs, mis hijos, mis hijos, my children, my children. Jumping into the water herself, drowning, dying, her soul forever wandering this earth, looking for her children, vibrating with such hatred and anger. A curse placed upon her. And that whom whoever sees, lays an eye upon her, hears her shrieks, her cries of help. Her calls for her children that you will be cursed and meet a deadly fate. That scary story gave me nightmares. I believe we heard about that on the playground as kids would talk about her. And it wasn't just happening in one person's household. Everybody was being told and was told the story of La Llorona, this scary woman dressed in white and dripping wet with her long, dark hair. If you listen to episode one, you heard about the story of the woman in white that I saw in my elementary school. Now, 
I live, um, I used to live in southern Tucson, and uh, there is the Santa Cruz River that is right um, on the south end of Tucson, and um, my elementary school was, was near there. It wasn't um, so close by to the river, but in proximity, I mean, I feel that she can appear anywhere she wants, to be honest with you. And when I was younger, in my elementary school, seeing this entity, this woman, following me down this hallway and turning around to look at her, seeing her white dress, she was dripping from head to toe. Her, her hair was drenched. Her face was missing. It was, oh, I could tell that she, like her neck and every, she had like green, um, greenish gray skin and um, her face, uh, I feel like maybe I blacked it out. I mean, maybe to this day, I don't see her face for a reason, but I, when I saw her face, it was all black. It was missing, nothing there. Um, when I stop and try to channel that, whew, I can feel her still to this day because when she was around me, I felt hatred and I felt evil. She just wanted to harm me. <clears throat> could have this, could this have been La Llorona? Could have been Maria? Did she find herself coming to that school around other children? Was she drawn to the elementary school because of the children? I don't know. There's been reports of people seeing her on the Santa Cruz River, on the banks of it, walking around. They've heard her cries. They've um, seen her in her white gown. There's reports of seeing a woman in white um, walking up um, certain streets here in my hometown. Can it be Maria? Now, we have this woman who became so enraged and in that insanity in that moment whatever possessed her to do what she did you know it was she met her end right in that moment giving into that darkness um i definitely felt really terrified when i heard that story because as a child you hear about this woman who killed her kids but in that moment when she realized what she did she knew she couldn't take it back all of that regret she had and i was like man what it must feel like to do something that horrible and you can't take it back you just can't take anything back i do have to say that this isn't my first run-in with a woman in white in high school, my friend and I were coming back from being out all night, and it was probably two or three in the morning. She's driving me home, and we're up on the north side, and there's nothing but desert up there, and we were all alone. There's no lighting over there. It was right behind our high school, 
and we were taking the road behind it and we were singing dance you know just dancing in the car and talking and out of nowhere this figure in white just appeared it appeared so suddenly and scared both of us that my best friend who was driving she swerved to the left it was to the right of us so i was on the right passenger side so i got to see it firsthand she said she saw this person all in white and i said it was a woman i said it's a woman i saw her with long black hair with a dress white dress Whew. and i can still see her i'm getting chills even thinking about that because when we saw her my friend she braked she put it in reverse and she just went back she peeled backwards i mean we couldn't see this thing it wasn't there we don't we don't think anybody would have jumped into a big bush of cactus i mean nobody would have done that who wants to do that this woman just disappeared i felt the same evil the, she was just radiating this hatred and I still feel it like I tell you guys the pairs on the back of my neck stand up because it chills me to my bone it just does if you guys have seen La Llorona you've seen a woman in white please leave me a message on my Twitter you know Message me there, DM me, leave me a tweet. If you are subscribed here to my channel on Anchor or on Spotify, leave me a message. If I want to know, I really do. I want to know if anybody else has seen this. I do. Now, I think we've talked to the extent that we can about... Um, La Llorona. So I think we're going to call it an end for tonight's episode, guys. I really hope you liked today's um, episode and hearing Renee's story and um, the legend of La Llorona as well. I'm so glad that you guys came back again. Keep coming back. New episode next Saturday night. And I hope you all have a good weekend. Bye.